For everything good, there must be something bad. For Star Wars The Phantom Menace, it's time to talk about what's good after the credits. Hey guys, Brent here, back for Geek Variants. If you're already subscribed to the channel, you already know what we're about here. We talk about all things geek, and we talk about everything that you know and love. All comments are welcome in the description below as to any titles you want us to cover for the good and the bad series we currently have going on. And I've been focusing on series thus far, and I feel like I've been missing a lot of content that way. So I'm going to go movie by movie throughout the series. We're going to start with the Star Wars prequels, so obviously chronological order. Let's start with Star Wars The Phantom Menace, the first film I saw from Star Wars in theaters. I was six years old in the day of 1999. Don't do any math on that because you'll be just as sad as I am. Look, this film, very, very mixed reviews. I'm not gonna say what's bad with it because that'll be a separate video. But there are things that we're all well and very, very much aware of that went wrong with this film. However, there were some things that were absolutely great and that I thoroughly enjoyed and while not trying to compare it to the sequels that we got, they are significantly better comparatively, but these movies need to be able to stand alone in order to have some level of weight. Saying something is good in comparison to something else is just a knock on this thing as opposed to really elevating this thing. And this thing was, eh, I liked it, but I'm not gonna hang my hat on this. There are things that need to be discussed critically, and that's what we're here for. And one of the things that does not need to be criticized about this film is the music. And overall, anything blessed by John Williams needs to be talked about. This man is one of the greatest composers of all time. End of discussion. Many people will agree with this wholeheartedly. And I just envisioned the conversation for how the Duel of the Fates came up a little bit like this. George is talking to John. George will be on this side. John will be on this side. Hey, John, I need you to write a, a uh, battle theme music. I have a new villain. He's dark. He's red. He's brooding. He has a lightsaber. Come out not one side, but two sides. I need it to be something a little bit more than what you've originally done. Okay, man. Challenge accepted. Next thing you know, a piano starts rising from the depths of hell itself. Flame shooting out of every end of this magic organ. And this epic music starts pouring out as not one, but two lightsaber shoots out. And the, one of the greatest battle songs, let alone movie tracks, The Duel of the Fates, drops as George Lucas is absolutely blown away by this mesmerizing track that can encapsulate the mind, the soul, and the body and throws you head first into this epic battle to where you feel like you are a part of what is going on in the action and ultimately what a fitting track it is because not only is the track brand new it also encapsulates certain themes that are part of Vader's march into it to kind of surmise the duel the fate was the duel for Anakin's soul, which is, I think, overall a great theme, part of the great theme that they had going on throughout this film. They had good theme, however, some of the execution was a bit off. 
thematically having the duel the fates be a battle for anakin's soul is what's important and for those of you who are more new to star wars be like how in the world this is a battle for anakin's soul when he is sitting in the cockpit in the hangar not even a part of this very battle well let's look at it very very simply qui-gon is the father figure anakin never had and was never going to get if he survives george lucas and every fan who's been well brought up on star wars will understand Anakin ain't going dark. Qui-Gon is going to steer him back towards the light, and that whole little uh, affair thing with Padme will probably be handled responsibly, if not, never happen. Because Qui-Gon is not going to let this happen. He's all about, about bringing balance to the Force. He cares not for order. He cares not for the Council. He does everything he can for the will of the Force itself. The Council don't matter. The rules don't matter. As long as you're handling your business the way that you believe the living Force would Hence why Qui-Gon was able to be the first person to attain becoming a Force Ghost. Obi-Wan, for all the great things that this character brought to Star Wars, being a good father figure to Anakin was definitely not one of them. And it's encapsulated in a later on film. Anakin, I loved you like you were my brother. He didn't need a brother. He needed a father. And as much as having a good brother around sometimes is great, Sometimes you need someone to put you in your place, and well, Obi-Wan, you unfortunately were not that guy. And while we're talking about the theme of this film, Maul symbolized all that was evil. That's why he basically looked like what the Christianic church would make look of the devil. This is how they perpetuate him. This is how they make the idea of him come to life. They create this larger-than-life figure, who personally is one of my favorite villains in all of Star Wars, period. Darth Maul really looks like something like the devil himself and Qui-Gon the Jesus comparisons are there and I know Ewan McGregor later on encapsulates Jesus further but Qui-Gon was the closest thing we had we literally had Jesus Ewan McGregor versus the devil the devil kills Jesus but then Ewan McGregor kills the devil so therefore Ewan McGregor is stronger than the devil and God if you're looking at things from that level of thematics but based upon how they were portrayed this battle was epic, this battle was exciting, it encapsulated everything that you needed to. The end scene from there forward is fantastic, and the fact with at, they're at the bonfire for Qui-Gon, and they're ultimately sending him off the way that is right with the proper rituals and all that good stuff. With Mace Windu, who was a fantastic hire, I might add, Samuel L. Jackson, our first African-American Jedi. It has to be said that Star Wars has been a bit too inclusive, and by a bit, I mean a lot too inclusive. So Samuel popping through was fantastic. Originally, he was going to be the grandfather of Lando Calrissian, but ultimately they went away from that casting and made him a Jedi Master with, you know, his own purple freaking lightsaber, because that's what happens. Having the scene with Mace Windu, talking to Yoda, but who was killed, the Master or the Apprentice, and you have Ian McDermott just standing there next next to the council, just kind of probably like, they're talking about me, they're gonna make me blush. But, you know, ultimately he turns out to be the Phantom Menace. He is the one that was the whole problem from Jump. He orchestrated everything on both sides perfectly, which will be further talked about later on in the series. But for this film, the theme of it was fantastic. Ian McDermott nailed it. Ray Park as Darth Maul pulled off all of the amazing stunts. He could not pull off the voice of Darth Maul. So they had Peter Serafinowicz 
who later inspired Star Wars Kid, another great video on YouTube worth checking out to be out there. And obviously Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon, Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan was another amazing casting. And I think that was some of the good stuff that they hit. The theme was fantastic. The musical track was great. And these actors brought a lot of drama and spectacle to the parts in which they played that made the film good. Was it enough to swing everybody to make this film good overall? That's ultimately for you, the fan decide. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. I don't really have anything else for this one. This one will be more short, sweet, and to the point. I will be back next Friday to discuss what was bad about The Phantom Menace, which there is a lot to talk about. Be sure to be subscribed and be sure to hit that like, dislike, or that little notification bell if you are subscribed and want to check out that content when it drops next Friday. I will see you guys in the next video. Thank you for checking out Geek Variants, where you can be your best Geek Variant. And may the Force be with you always.